everybody, and hello, humans. Welcome to the Not A Robot DC Comics Review Show, where we review new DC comic releases each and every week. My name's Josh, and with me, as always, is Anthony. What up, everybody? How are you guys doing on this fabulous week? We're everywhere you listen to podcasts, so link up to your favorite podcast platform at campsite.bio forward slash not a robot. You can also visit us over at patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcasts for early and additional content. We're also on Twitter, of course. I'm at not a robot show and don't know how to show it. Shut up. And Anthony is at Walt Gator 93. Give us a follow and we will follow you right on back. You can send us in show mail as well. We will respond any way you want us to. Not a robot podcasts at gmail.com. And now we can go ahead and start off that not a robot army roll call. Still a little lonely in there for Jim, but uh, Jim Warner is our, our uh, only member of the not a robot army so far. Thank you very much. Uh, for subscribing, Jim. Thanks, As a member, you get early access to the podcast that we release each and every week and access to the additional content that we create just for our Patreons. So what are you waiting for? Sign up and show us you just might be a human after all and join the Not A Robot Army. <laughs> all right, guys, this week we took on quite a few books. Um, not a huge number, but enough to keep me busy. Catwoman 26, Aquaman 64, Justice League 55, Metalman 11, Nightwing 75, and Teen Titans 46. And, of course, the uh, main event there, Batman 101. Oh, yeah. At least it was a main event for me. We'll go ahead and start things off with Catwoman 26, priced at $3.99, written by Ram V. With art by Fernando Blanco and FCO Placencia. Letters by Tom Napolitano, cover by Joel Jones and Laura Allred. So this issue is basically the beginning of what's to come next for Catwoman. The issue completely focuses on Catwoman and her plans for the future. The steps she's going to take to get to where she wants to be. We see her returning to her roots in this issue. She sets up shop in Alleytown and she's intent on taking over. Uh, the issue starts out with Penguin hiring an interesting character to kill Catwoman because of the double cross. And I want to mention this to you and see what you think, Anthony. Um, that double cross that, mm. that Catwoman did, uh, she stole Bruce's money and was supposed to give it to Penguin and Riddler and, of course, did not. Uh, so Penguin is hiring this assassin to kill Selina Kyle. And this is a guy, a creepy-looking dude, that goes by the name oh, of yeah. Father Valley. Now, I think that this is interesting because of two things. One, a last name of Valley. And two, a connection with religion. Mm. Azrael, also known as Jean-Paul Valley, features yes. an origin tying him to an a religious cult. So, needless to say, I'm really uh, cur curious if there's a connection between the two. Or if this is something that just happened by accident, which you really should not do in the bad universe. You know what no. I mean? But what do you think? Do you think that, I mean, the religious undertones, he looks very Catholic-like. Of course, he's making a mockery out of it, but that yep. doesn't mean he's not tied to it. What do you think? I would be shocked if we don't see within the next, like, less than a year or so, some sort of connection with them meeting and bam, 
where you get either a relative or maybe just some sort of connection with them too. Because there's no way it's just a coincidence on the last name and how it just, you know, it like the background. It's just the last name of a valley is not a common name mm-hmm. at all. It's like Miller, Smith, Wayne. Right. No. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it. You 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 would have to think that they chose that on purpose. Yeah. No. Have you watched the show, um, The Punisher? Season I haven't two? seen season two yet. No. Because I'll say, because this guy looks just like one of the. Villains. Oh really? Because I had the totally of a vibe while reading the issue. Issue with how just like this, like, like somewhat of like a very religious man comes down and we get this ominous feeling and just like how he is shows him like, like he can do stuff. Like maybe not like powers within stuff, but like he shows like he could probably like take down people. Well, he definitely, uh, he definitely seems cocky in his abilities to say the least. Yeah. And now Selena's biggest issue when it comes to running things is that the area is currently controlled by two uh, gang leaders or mob bosses, whatever you want to call them. Uh, one that's running guns and the other is running drugs. Rather methodically, Catwoman chooses to go after the drugs first to make sure that her kids aren't able to make mistakes just because they're getting high. Um, from a crime boss point of view, that's actually a pretty smart decision. Though we, we go uh- ahead. Do you think there's another reasoning behind it? Because I, I have a feeling that it's more than that. I have a feeling that she doesn't want like like kids doing drugs in general. That's like I feel like there's more to it. Not saying like like she wants like she doesn't want drugs at all, especially with kids. Like you see, like some villains, they have somewhat of a soft spot dealing with kids mm-hmm. and drugs. I wouldn't be shocked if Selene's the same way. Where, like she doesn't want kids at all be touching near that stuff guns sure i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna touch on that here um right now and 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 again in just a little bit uh about that very thing but um see we don't know what her motivations are right now uh she Mm -hmm. is very obviously making the moves to make good on her wood on her word to be the queen of alley town (laughs) um and she's doing that all while continuing to take care of her uh, sister Maggie, the 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 one in the wheelchair that doesn't talk a whole lot. Um, we've got Hadley there, the detective from uh, um, the beginning of the I can't remember so. what the name of the island was, but in any case, that was so um, sad, um, yeah. he's there for some reason. Obviously, the character is going to stick around. I just don't know why he doesn't seem necessary to be there yet. Um. He is receiving intel from someone about the, uh, at the CIA, I think it was, uh, about Father Valley and his intent to kill Catwoman, though. So he's definitely going to be at least integral for this part of her arc. Um, I guess we're going to have to wait and see where that goes as to whether or not he's going to be a mainstay and uh, or a main character. Now, this, um, the story has me interested throughout um that's that's pretty much the the whole comic wrapped up in a nutshell uh it's it's different it's definitely a different direction for where selena has been heading throughout the recent years um yeah the mm-hmm. art i think was good and the team worked well together but that said i think that that very same team could have 
done better art. You know what I'm saying? Um, it wasn't bad. I just, I know that those guys could do even better. Um, now everything that's going on in this comic book right now seems very Selena Kyle, seems very Catwoman, but it also is the exact opposite of what she said to Bruce. Um, she was going to wait a year and straighten things out, get away from the life of crime and, and so that she could be, um, a part of Bruce's life and, and, and clear Catwoman and let Catwoman fade into the background. Um, however, Selena does always play the long game better than just about anybody. And we still don't know anything more than what she's told other people. We don't know what's really going on in her head as far as her, as far as her end game goes. So that is yet another wait and see, I, I, you know, to me. Uh, but I think that it is very possible that Selena uses crime to take over Alleytown, destroy those two gangs, and then actually make it a decent place to live. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I mean, that's totally possible. Or... Catwoman could totally just be Catwoman and, 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 you know, rule the roost and be the crime boss, you know, um, like, uh, Leah Perkins on the Gotham show was in the Narrows. Leah Thompson, Leah Thompson? excuse me, not Leah Perkins. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> back to back to the future. Oh yeah, that's not sure. Who is Um so I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the issue overall. Again, um the story's interesting. Uh I'm I'm curious. I'm hoping that, that the, the name Father Valley uh isn't a screw up because that's gonna make me really disappointed if there's not some kind of link there somewhere. But yeah. uh I'm gonna give it a final score of seven out of ten, man. I enjoy the art. The artwork is definitely what I should see in more of a, like, not as over, like, powerful character like Superman, but like a down to earth, um, grounded character like either Daredevil or Catwoman, even Nightwing, which it fits it a lot um, get better. With the, what we see, I feel this is this mainly just setup. I enjoyed so I didn't want more of action. I didn't want to like be going right into head first what we should be going for. No, it should set me up into what I should be expecting in the story arc, which it, it did its job. With me and these new characters, um, the dialogue I enjoyed the dialogue at many times. Um, I'm just right now because it's issue one. I am lost on how things will be connected, but that's what makes like reading a comic enjoyable seeing how you connect each the dot how this um character be important in like an issue or two where does detective Halley show up on it like because like he's popping up and how he instantly almost uh, on the case about uh father valley um, a lot of key players are in this issue right from the bat but not in a not in a heavy way they're they're, they're just slightly in the issue which is good I'm going to touch on something you just said that uh, um, that's part of what makes comics so enjoyable. It really is the thread mm-hmm. that works through books and 
unites something that was written 12 issues ago. And that doesn't sound like a long number, a big number, but that's a year in, in most cases. Um, these are, these are books that are, are, if, if done well, are long and thought out and intricate. Yep. And it's, it's, that is one of the biggest draws to me as far as comics go, because it's not just a glossed over story. It's a whole world. It's a universe. In DC's case, it's a metaphor. Which, <laughs> which makes it so great. Like just how you like be able to like just connect it all, whether it's subtly or just you know, like just if it connects in another book as well. It just as well done. Like how you can if you connect them at well done. It does so much for the story, and it makes the reader want not only want to read more of that book, makes want to read more of another book that character might pop up in. Goes great for the writer itself. I give this again, just like you, seven out of ten. I enjoy the issue. Um, actually, wait, I'm going to seven point five out of ten. As I'm looking at this again, like I'm really just digging this issue. All right, man, and. Uh... I guess that's it for Catwoman. So why don't we go ahead and move on over to Aquaman number 64, priced at $3.99, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art by Miguel Mandaka. Oh, wait, wait. Before we begin, I because Catwoman, it was the cover had a collateral damage of Joker War. Do you, do you think that should be necessary? Um, I don't think that it's necessarily necessary, but I get where it comes from because it's just... I mean, it is tying all the loose ends up and setting everyone up with new beginnings. So I feel like it's just kind of a theme that they're running with. Um, not so much the Joker War brand, if that makes any sense. Gotcha. Did it, did it, did, well, okay, I guess. Hopefully it made sense. Um <laughs> Yeah, not yeah, not yeah. Was, All right, okay. Because I was looking at because it was that book and one other book this week that I was trying to okay. that book it made more sense, but in my opinion, which was I believe Nightwing, but in this one, not very much, a, a little bit. I, I think they would have done it better without the Joker War like headline. No, oh, okay. I can't fault you for that. Definitely can't follow you for that. All right, we're going to move on over to Aquaman number 64 now, written by Kelly Sudakonik, art by Miguel Mendanka and Romulo Fiardo Jr., letters by Clayton Cowles, with the cover done by Robson Roca, Daniel Enriquez, and Romulo Fiardo Jr. Anthony, you were the one that took charge on this one. Why don't you go ahead and lead us through Aquaman? Tell us about it. You got it. Well, as you recall, not last issue, not two issues ago, but three issues ago, we got the wedding as it, we get a crash scene of Ocean Master and his troops just crash right into the wedding scene. This is where we actually start off with, where actually we see not too long behind, we see um, Tula and Aquaman as a so on through. We do get a splash page of the damage that's being done, and Man, Mira, they need all the help that they can get because, as you can see, through if you just zoom in, man, many people they get all getting destroyed. Um, 
which it threw me off for a second, where we see actually King Nerys was actually helping Orm as well. Was that um, was that confirmed past issues or so, or is this just new? Because that threw me, me off. That that Orm is coming for the um, throne. No, um, with um, King um, Nerys was helping. Oh Orm no, Orm yeah, that that that's that's brand new, or at least if you missed it, so did okay, I. Because I, I'm sorry, I mis I misheard you, but um, yeah, if if uh. If um if that's something that's been in there, then then you're not the only one that missed it. I missed that as well. Which I had a. Did you ever watch the Aquaman the Aquaman, uh, Aquaman movie? The 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 Jason Momoa Aquaman movie. Yeah, because I had a similar oh, yeah. vibe, um, with just how Ocean Master and King Nerus was like, they were they were on each each, each other's side for a moment. I had the similar vibe with that for some some reason. Just with seeing them. Um, side by side. Now, throughout this issue, uh, we do see the building is collapsing, but then Lornia, who I probably just butcher her name, um, she goes into a mirror, which I wish they told us more about what she can do. Because if they told us this past issues, I may have forgot because we've not seen her in the past actually three or more oh, they, months yeah, ago. It's been a while. Uh, they, um, they kind of painted her the last that I remember. They kind of painted her almost like a, uh, almost like a god. Because it was weird, like when we see her, like taking control of her body, like we could hear, we could hear Mira like talk, but she couldn't yet move. So I wish that we like got a little bit more of what she's doing per se, like what's her capabilities, like what's her limit, or just something. Because that just threw me off a loop well, at all. Yeah, without like, any... It's something that you'll always hear somebody who... Who cares about what comics are going... You know, what's going on in the comic book. Uh, not when you have power sets that are not clearly defined. It, you're, you, you will always have complaints. Because all it seems is... You, you threw this in there and, you know, you're, you're just going to... Leave it around for convenience sake. Here's something super powerful. I'm mm. not going to tell you what that power is or the extent of it, but uh, it's powerful. And <laughs> I promise, uh, just sit back and wait and see. You know, uh, yeah, another example like, of that is like Duke. Um, mm. uh, that's, you know, Duke Thomas, the signal. We're just a very poor. And we've had a whole lot more of him than we have of this. So, I mean, but uh, just very, cool, oh. very poorly defined power sets. And it it makes it aggravating Actually, to a reader because you don't really know what's going on. The book that you did not read this week, um, Night King, if you can, just go just read the back story because you get some of his powers, which I want to see more of. Like, he, like, what he's doing, like, he formed his hand and, like, a, a giant dark ball just came out of nowhere. He made people teleport. I'm like, what? Like, why am I not seeing this before with him? Like, he was bad. That's a good question. And, I mean, frankly, one that a lot of people want answered, you know? <laughs> but, uh, I'm sorry I had to interrupt you there for a second, but would you mind uh, carrying us back through the remainder of... You gotcha. Aquaman? Aquaman. So now we do see a nice battle scene between we get a handicap match between um, Aquaman, 
versus Ocean Master and King Nerys. We do get some nice beatdowns here and there, but thankfully, thankfully, Tula comes in to land the assist by giving the KO to King Nerys. Now we do see Volko and Mother Set. What's Set Tira? Um, we do see some of them talking to each other, which is clearly some nice setup for the future. My guess will be post Kalisu Deconics run, because her run gets done in, believe, in December as well. And we get a massive, we just see a page full of, like, uh, um, like water battleships, whatever they're called. Um, you can honestly see how they are going to be demolishing Atlantis, in which you, they would have. However, Dolphin again, she steps in, and, and oh, I'm glad that she's still in the- so bad. I love Dolphin, and I wish we did more with her. I mean, I realize that she can't. Oh, talk, like, I'm glad that she's still in the book. She's. I I think Dolphin's a great character. She's very underrated, and even this issue alone, we do see more stuff from her. Which hey, you know what? More the exactly. merrier. Because she does this like a light thing, which makes people like drive their ships other ways to help them. But now that it's just Orm and Arthur squaring off, and Arthur realized that best way to defeat Ocean Master is through his temper. So he challenges him to a fight. And throughout the fight, he's mocking him. He just is trying to get the better of him, not by physically, by verbally. And that does the trick. Because he does get the upper hand. However, like Orm is evil, and evil always finds a way to win, whether it involves cheating. And so we end an issue with Aquaman being stabbed, but he does a link to get some sort of help from who? We don't know. Because next, who will answer the call? All right. Well, what'd you give it? I give this a 7 out of 10. Like, I great dialogue, great art. Actually, I'm gonna actually I'm moving up to actually it was seven out of ten on the site, but I'm going with eight out of ten right now because I'm just enjoying the artwork. I enjoyed the um dialogue. The one thing I just didn't wow me enough was just the cliffhanger. I felt like the cliffhanger it's all like an odd place to end. My I'm opinion. I'm I'm honestly curious. We have uh, we have we have just come back from a two issue arc, really pushing Jackson hype. Um, exploring his options, giving him confidence, and uh, setting him up to be assertive. Uh, past that. We also have Future State coming up that's showing us a glimpse into the a possible future, depending on who you hear from, a possible future or definite future that mm-hmm. we are working toward. Uh, <laughs> no telling which one is true, but um, in that, uh, Jackson Hyde is the new Aquaman. So... I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if... if if we're if Aquaman's gonna go out here, I mean, he was stabbed right through his chest by a trident. There's there's a chance we might not have an Aquaman. You did say you said that uh, the Conics run ends in December. 
Yep. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't so really wanna... take much for uh it wouldn't really take much for um a push or a funeral issue oh, with only that... two issues left. I mean, that'd be one hell of a way to close out Aquaman. I'm curious. Well, also, um, Kaldor, like Jackson Hyde, he has a maybe he has a big fan base, not only from the comics, but actually from the Young Justice TV show when he like he was the leader of basically of the team in season one. Like, yes, like Dick was the official team, but times they switched back forth between Dick and Jackson were like the two main leaders. He does have a following, which I would not be surprised if they do take note and make him like at least until um, 5G, I mean, I don't know, um, Future State is over. And then whether or not they go back with the OG Aquaman, like Arthur, or stick with him. But I would not be shocked if we do see him as Aquaman for a while. Uh, you you said you'd be shocked if we do see him? No, no. If we, um, I'd be shocked is if we, like, um, I oh, would not gotcha. be shocked. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. he he's he's bad. He's he's more powerful than Aquaman. Um, so that mm-hmm. would be cool. Man, that would be cool. Uh, this issue, though, I enjoyed it. It was great. Um, again, uh, I'll, I'll I'll always love it when somebody brings Dolphin in and has her um, <laughs> uses her to her full potential. Of course, we don't get as much as I would like to see here, but I mean, there is a lot that's going on. Uh, the story's fantastic. I loved it. I even loved the, the cliffhanger that he didn't know just because I'm like, oh my God, now what? Because um, with all the uncertainty of what's coming next, I mean, I I, I fall for it, hook, line, and sinker, you know? I, uh, I'm like, I gotta get that next one. The art, the story, everything is fantastic. The cliffhanger is fantastic. I give, I give this one an 8.5 out of 10. I loved it. This has been... Um, this is my favorite Aquaman issue of the year. Yeah. Oh, it's the my favorite one in in in, in out, out, easily out of the last twelve issues. Right on, right on. All right. Well, I guess that brings us over to Justice League fifty five. Priced at three ninety nine. Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Robson Roca, Daniel Enriquez, and Romulo Fiardo Jr., with letters by Tom Napolitano, and the cover was done by Liam Sharp and Fiardo Jr. All right, now we open up this issue with how, just like we ended last issue, same thing, where we do see Hardcore, Cyborg. And so far, we do. See, they're looking at um, Dick and Lex. However, what they're seeing is actually like people who they want either destroy or they think that they want to destroy. Whereas Cyborg sees um, his dad. Um, Hawkgirl sees um, John. Oh, I mean, also Detective Chimp. Detective Chimp sees. Oh, what's his face? Um, Swordmaster. No way. Is that his name? I can't remember. If you've been reading, I'm JOD. It's a, like the guy that died that took over the bar be, be, before um, 
Oh, Night Master? Either Swarmaster or Night, Night Master. Master. I, think, I think it is Night Master. Something like that. And Software Seas. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 um, we, this flash page is nice because up top we see what the uh, what our hero sees, while on the bottom we do see what's actually happening. And in between, we have in stars, we have Doom Metal. Now, I wish the artwork was a little bit better for Doom Metal because the D and the O, they kind of look a little bit dissimilar. If you didn't know what, you could see what metal is yeah. just fine. If you didn't see, if that wasn't there, you have no idea what they're being spelled out or they just made like some coincidence of spelling that out. But nonetheless, Lex tells like why both him and Dick are maybe not... Um, don't have issues with the telepathy of um, Starro, which makes me wonder, does Lex know who Dick really is? Because he even makes a, a mention to his um, shot in the head. It's common knowledge that Nightwing I, was shot in the head. But I'm not sure if right, Lex just, knows or not. There's a chance. I'm not saying that that's impossible. Yeah, because that threw me off. And so, which... The next move, I will admit, I was very shocked. Like, wow, that's a good thing of the biter, which we see how Star was not on their face controlling them. However, they've actually been breathing in miniature Staros because it's all that in the air. That was a nice part so I, to it. I like it. Was. I was. I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's when a writer does something that you like, oh, snap. It's just a well done. They, they did a great job. And that's what Warrington done did in the book so let's figure out a way to you know give it up the stars by like hot wiring cyborg's arm and make a big kaboom which i'll let that go and yeah sure i just don't understand like how because if they're in them i didn't know like how that kaboom affects their insides yeah that's that's a good question And so we see what they're sitting on is actually one giant star. As we saw last issue, they're traveling through the valley of Starro. Now we see one giant Starro. One giant Starro that seems to be as big as the entire valley. Mm -hmm. And he's peeled. Now, of course, one character that is still under the control of the illusions is Detective Chimp. And we do see a some what suicidal detective chimp as he's saying that what's the difference between being controlled and seeing what we want to see being with our loved ones or being out in here at least in there he's with friends and family he doesn't count them like his the gang as any of that so in my opinion what and i think detective we're going through the next few issues i want to be shocked if we do see a more of a like to overcome suicidal moments of like just his depression he's been getting because even in the jail run before we saw him drinking a lot just to get over how he felt sorry for his dead friend he sees him again in this issue that's why he's gonna be triggering like his depression again in mm-hmm. heartbeat but our heroes need to get away and they need to sail away what best way to do it is on a boat that has just all around metal men all around them because you do see 
gold up top, you see um, lead. I see there's two silver ones, so I really don't know which one is which. Um, and I'm assuming that the red cape is just this is like a melted down um, mercury. Assuming. Now we they're trying to find out where John Jones is. Of course, Hawkgirl is someone connected to him through their love, the weird love that they have for each other. Now, in the beginning of the issue, we do see both the Mine Hunter and Marshall Man Hunter still fighting a little bit, and how Mine Hunter was trying to get something of our heroes. And as we do see later on in the issue, he did find them. He found, he was able to use John to get the heroes into a trap, which we do see the Omega Titan. He that he just blasts our villains. I mean, yeah, he blasts our heroes, mm-hmm. and that's where we leave off on. That's all you see is them, their silhouettes in a giant Omega Knight blast. And, uh, oh, and it doesn't look good. I mean, surely, surely that, no. that's going to do more than just amp up your vitamin D. What did you, uh, <laughs> what did yeah. you think of it overall, Anthony? I give it a six out of ten. Um, it's not a bad issue i just wish we were it feels like we're only focusing on lex and dick so i'm hoping that next couple of issues we focus more of the other characters because i feel like anything that involves dick on a team he's mainly the main focal point of the team um which yeah sure i don't mind, issue, I don't mind that but yet we don't really we haven't gotten much from Softfire or cyborg cyborg he can be very useful even Starfire, she's very badass which we have seen that Countless times, I, um, Hawkgirl. Anything involving Hawkgirl and Marshman Hunter, I gotta get the biggest eye roll because I just can. It doesn't feel. It feels like it just forced. It doesn't feel like. It feels out of nowhere. It feels out of left field. And I want to stay in the right field. Um, but the artwork is good. The well, some panels. Some panels, not so much. Other panels, I wish the um, artists took a little bit more de- time on the uh-huh. details. The dialogue, yeah. it was good. Again, I just, my main issue is just too much of Dick and Lex. Show me more of the team aspect. Hopefully, we get that on the next issue, but 6 out of 10. Um, I enjoyed the art. There were a few panels where I was, you know, it, it could have been better. Uh, um, one of mm-hmm. Lex in particular, but... Um... It didn't beat me up too bad. Uh, for the the last three issues that have been under the whole doom metal thing, which I could have swore was only mm-hmm. supposed to be two issues, but um, uh, this one is is the best so far. But it does still have a long way to go. Uh, for that, yeah. I'm gonna give that a six five out of ten. I'm actually kind of surprised what they didn't do is um. Because in Metal, you had um, two tie-in stories, and they each took expand throughout um, four different titles. I was surprised they didn't do the same with this one. Like, part one, Just League. Part two, it was more of, um, it took place in the Nightwing book or so, but it just still continued the story with the Nightwing book and all. I'm surprised they did not do that at all. 
with this one just all and all of it will be in Justice League, it yep. seems. Looks like it. Well, they're not the the bat wing or the bat wing, the bat books are a little tied up taking care of their stuff, setting up their new mm. whatever's coming. So that's because they they just had a um major event. Yes, they did, and uh, setting up for more. Um, all right. Well, uh, I didn't mean to do this. I wasn't paying attention. I guess when I ordered the um when I ordered all the comics, but it looks like I've got you doing another one. Metal Men number eleven. <laughs> okay. I know. I was like, <laughs> I'm okay. saying it's a lot it's, of talking. Uh, Metal Men number eleven. Uh, priced at $3.99, written by Dan Didio and Shane Davis, art by Shane Davis and Jason Wright, with letters by Travis Lanham, cover by Shane Davis and Jason Wright. Now, let me just off by saying I'm so gonna miss this issue. This is the penultimate issue, and this isn't like an issue, I mean, this isn't a story that has let me down. I I've only read the mailman a few times, um, whether it was a team up book in the new 52 and the justice league run. And I do enjoy them, but this is probably one of my favorite. This one has been my favorite just reading them overall. And so we open up the issue with both gold and Nith mailman. They are hung up by platoonum, the um, pl- platoonum man. Now, last issue, we did see is our it? heroes go oh, into plutonium. Yeah. Pl- plutonium. Yeah. Plutonium. Was, was uh, I pronouncing it wrong? No, no I, I, I just, I was like, oh, wait, wait, what uh, is it? <laughs> Took me a second. I couldn't remember. I knew it started with a P, though. Now, last issue, we do see our heroes go to the Dark Universe to get our heroes back. This issue, we always see how they have are been confronted by Plutonium Man. And so most of this issue, I feel like we haven't got much of a, like that. He puts others before himself, kind of, um, Doc Will Magnus. This issue, we do see he's about to sacrifice himself for his yeah, team. That's that's kind of a Which, new thing, man, for Will. Huh. It is, because like, I, as I said before, I've only read it a few times, and each time I read it, he puts himself before anybody else, but I enjoyed or I read this issue. We saw him. It's a huge character d- development for him. I agree. I agree. Now, he also orders Led to um, take on Platoon Mail while the All Mail Man versus the Dark Multiverse Mail Man. I do wish that we did get at least a page or two of a nice action scene between um, Mail Man versus Mail Man because that would be great just to see all of them versus each other, either a page or two. But we didn't, but hey, that's okay. Yeah, we, I mean, we, but we, we got some tiny, at the tiny end, yeah. little glimpses of like them running at each other. But yeah, ultimately, mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more of those action sequences, for sure. Oh, yeah, because, like, oh, I love a, I love a book with, like, great action scenes because if I'm reading it, I can still visualize it, like, what it will look like. So I'm, like, just going head on. But, unfortunately, Led does not get a nice job taking down to him because he actually gets knocked out himself. And so what they, try, what they choose to do 
was Power Rangers it up and go into all one to be Alloy Man, basically. And I, I, I knew Which that has, that had been done before. It has, okay. I, cause I did not I know that know there you. was a name for it, but Alloy is a good one. I mean, I like it. He looks a little like Metamorpho, to be honest. He does, yep. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, before, um, so when they do this, they lose themselves. That's new to me, too. I wasn't aware of that. Oh. Which, with being the pen ultimate issue, I am really wondering what's going to happen next issue because they might do this again, honestly. Because later on in this issue, we do get a great battle scene between those two, between Platoon Man versus Alloy. Unfortunately, no clue what he does exactly, but he just destroys Alloy. I just, again, one thing I would do wish that we did see how he defeated him. I don't know if like, he made himself explode well, or mean, somewhere. That's, that's, what, that's my that's head. That's kind cannon. of what it looks like. I mean, you get that picture mm-hmm. of um, of uh, Plutonium Man, or uh, Alloy charging Plutonium Man from behind in the back, and he's got his hands like on his shoulders or his neck or something. You see that? It says Rumble across the top there. Um, and yeah. then in the next page from the front shooting back, we see Plutonium Man like doing that explosion thing with the whoosh sound. And we can see if you, if you look there, there's somebody flying backwards. So I think that's how Alloy got his ass kicked. Which I'm not gonna lie, I do love how Plutonium Man does look on this. On the cliffhanger page, he looks more like a venomish type carnage. That's, a, that's type exactly what I was thinking, and um, because of that, I just—I mean, I guess there's only so many ways you can draw energy guys uh, without them being skulls. So I can't take away from it too much. It just <sighs> Plutonium Man's design seems a little uninspired to me. It looks cool. It's, it just doesn't feel original. I mean, he... he f- but does Alloy look original with a Memoirfo slash Power Rangers? No, but at the same time, the Metal Men, to me, have always been a little... Do- uh, uh, like in the same genre of comics as Doom Patrol. You know, sticky. They're, they're, they're punny. They're funny. They're lighthearted. Um... And Alloy is an established character. The fact that he's supposed to be badass now is is cool to me, but um, it's just, you know, I mean, that was his generic design when he was designed a long time ago. Plutonium, man, was just designed, you know, this year. So, or maybe early last year. Oh, really? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming we're at issue 11. So he debate, he um debuted yeah. in the sound run? Yeah, all of these dark multiverse men debuted in this run of Metal Men, which did start off like the traditional kind of Metal Men with the traditional kind of Metal Men stories. And um, it's it's really taken Will Magnus and the Metal Men through quite a story arc together. And it's been one that I've oh, yeah. really enjoyed. It is easily my favorite Metal Men arc. Um, and that's probably of all time. 
Uh, I am going to, I give this, this issue a 7 out of 10. I give it a 7 out of 10 on the site. However, I'm not going to go with an 8 out of 10. I do wish that we did see an action scene. I thought that could be awesome just because the artwork in this issue alone is amazing. It just with the, how the colors are, really with the it, details. Man. Oh, he truly does. Um, That and also, it was weird because how they were mentioning death metal. But, okay, now they mentioned it how saying the Dark Universe is dying, crushed under the weight of some overwhelming cosmic reconstruction. I wish they would either name drop just saying Justice League or uh, just mention stuff that happened in the Justice League run or even no justice. But to say read Death Metal, are you telling me that right now this book is taking place during Death Metal? Because if so, we've seen the heroes in our world, well, when they went to their own universe, they were all normal. Things should be a little bit more like death metal type B. That was my main two quivers of this okay. issue. I get it. I mean, universe wise, it seems to be a little unclear exactly when it when this all ties in. Just you know, it almost just seems mm-hmm. loosely associated with the dark metal verse. Um. All right, so I guess that is it for that one. And we can go ahead and take a break. And we will be right back. And we're back with Nightwing number 75, priced at $3.99, written by Dan Jurgens, with art by Travis Moore, Roman Cliquet, and Nick Filardi, with letters by And World Design. The cover by Travis Moore and Alejandro Sanchez. Nightwing 75 was set before the events of Batman 100. Thank you for that quick little dialogue box that let us know that. And this oversized issue of Nightwing gives us those missing moments in between Dick getting his memory back and rejoining the Bat family. Um, Though it is oversized a little bit, I think it was just around 40 pages. Uh, there's not much more to the story. Under less that, than. less than. Yeah, I think like um, 32. 32. Okay. Uh, um, more Cliquet and Filardi make an excellent team. The art here is absolutely fantastic. The story is a little bit less thrilling with not much else happening other than some filling. We're given Dick, still in his red, white, and blue costume, arguing with Bruce and Barbara that he is indeed back but that does not mean he slips right back into the way that things used to be. It definitely doesn't mean that he's Nightwing yet. If ever, again. We're also given a short scene having Dick meeting with Team Nightwing and effectively telling them to quit, leave it to the leave the big stuff to the heroes and go back to their normal jobs and help the ways that they're 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 better able to. Which I think um the idea of a team of Nightwings was pretty cool, but mm-hmm. uh, given given the ideas that they've got bringing the Bat family together, um, suddenly Nightwing having his own team of Nightwings seems less appealing to me because I feel like he's going to be a member, a, a, a big member of the Bat family team going forward. It was a good idea at the time. Oh, I do fear that the execution was not as good, but at the time it was good. However, right now we're seeing the Bat family come together. Yeah, so they don't really need 
the Night yeah, Squad. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, the rest of the issue features two other characters, uh, B and KG Beast. B explains that she left because she didn't know where she fit into Dick's world anymore. After seeing his memory come back to him, she realized that all of a sudden he uh, he wasn't the person that she knew. Uh, Dick counters with saying that he's always been him, even if he didn't remember that, and that they're going to make a go of it. KG Beast's reputation has sunk to the bottom of the ocean after not killing Nightwing, and he is back to redeem his assassin name. He tracks Nightwing to B's bar, of course. He fires on them and takes B hostage. The cliffhanger at the end says KG Beast will kill her first and then Nightwing. Um, I am definitely glad to see progression moving Dick back toward Nightwing in a believable way, slowly and making sure that he's sure of himself that's what Dick would do. Even though this wasn't an action-packed issue, Redwell and the art certainly did not hurt a thing. Uh, my final score on this one is going to be a 7 out of 10. Well, as you may have forgot to mention, this issue did involve two other characters for a brief couple of pages. Former Titans member Goth and Donna that Troy, which I was actually a little bit excited to look at. Like, oh my god, Goth, he's not an alcoholic like we saw him last in um, Titans. Yeah, I, was, I, um, <laughs> I honestly, I would prefer to forget those that last little bit of Titans. but <laughs> Oh, won't we all? Um, it was very good. Um, yes, we do see some progression towards like what we saw before the whole um shot in the head stuff. I'm, I'm just so glad that we, he like. I just want him to get rid of that grease of that like of his old costume, like the costume that he wore when he um was Rick, because we saw him that in the middle of the issue. Um. I'm hoping that we do see him taking back his, like, we do see him in his clothes, but I'm hoping that we never see him in. Um, the red, white, and blue outfit. Like, the <laughs> red, the, the, yeah, like, like that Dickie was, like, wing. Dick wing, that's it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's just hideous. But I'm so glad that when we see him taking on his old costume bag, yes, I thought he would be a little bit mad at Bruce for how he did trick him, though. I'm glad that he wasn't. I enjoy the artwork. I'm am just excited to see where we see next issue. Like where we see like what happens next with Nightwing. Because this is just all of like taking back his life, which I've just I won't forget this whole chapter of Rick. So hopefully we move on to something else. No more seeing Sap. Bay can stay. Um, I enjoy her. Um, she she's a little bit of a badass, but the Nightwing Squad. I never want to see them ever again. I'm hoping that after seventy five, we don't we don't come back to this chapter of his life. Nope. I want Rick to start drink. Oh shit! I mean Dick to just start drinking <laughs> till he forgets the past year of his life. Yeah, Take it no out of God. I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think Dick should mess around with his memories at all anymore. <laughs> Oh, but I was also, I don't want to see more KGBs. No, I, I think, like, I was, why is it now? I feel as if he should have came out way before now. 
how do you not put two to two together? Because don't forget, Nightwing Squad has been running around Bloodhaven for a while now. So I thought it's like he didn't. It's like, hey, are you guys the people that I shot? I thought we have not seen him right. before. Um, I gotta give this a. I'm gonna give this a six point five. I enjoyed it, but it didn't get me all hyped up, hooped up as like we I have in the New Fifty Two Nightwing in the start of Nightwing Volume One, Two, and Three. You know, actually, I'm gonna have to drop my score down to a six point five from a seven as well because there was one thing that I just remembered that did bother me about this issue. And that's that Nightwing puts his costume on. Now, this is supposed to happen before the events of Batman 100. Now, if that's the case, then why was it such a big deal in that issue that Bruce handed him his costume? Said, I thought you might need this back. You know, if 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 Dick's already put it on here beforehand. Oh. Yeah, so I'm going to have to knock that one down. 6.5 to remove. Was was it 100 or was it 99 that he, he, he got the costume? Oh. Well, crap. Now I don't remember. <laughs> I think like, it was 100. Uh, was it? Maybe it was 99. Only because with the, how much that happened in... Because I know that we oh, did shit. see... All right, Nightwing I'll split the difference and my score will be 6.75. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> okay, so next we're going to tackle Teen Titans with number 46. Priced at $3.99, written by Robbie Thompson, with art by Jesus Moreno, Cam Smith, and Hi-Fi. Letters by Rob Lee, with a cover by Bernard Chang and Marcelo Mialo. The latest issue of Teen Titans focuses on the team reestablishing itself as a group of friends that help each other stay on the right path. And it does it without making it sound like you're reading The Adventures of the Babysitting Club. Uh, narrated throughout by Roundhouse, we walk through the team coming together and forgiving each other and themselves for the things that they've done. The writing is finally not centered around Damien, even though the story here is about him uh, is about leaving him behind. Uh, the art is great. I have very little complaints, especially in the colors department. That was off the charts, um, uh, both with the inks and the and the colors. I really dug um, the Teen Titans, joined of course by Superboy Jonathan Kent, that is back from the future in this book, but not in the other book he's in. They uh, they are together. They are looking for Damien. After taking down Mammoth and his sister Shimmer during their latest investigation, they gain access to a vault which holds nothing but a letter from John to John, excuse me, from Damien. Uh, John burns that letter without telling anybody what it says, reading it out loud at all, sharing only that Red Hood was right and that they will never find Damien. Uh, the rest of the issue has the team split off into pairs. Roundhouse and Crush are establishing forgiveness and friendship at his house over video games. And on the other side of town, at a um, Red Arrow and Kid Flash, out of costume, go to a carnival where we see the beginnings of a relationship take place. Before Wally is able to ask Amiko to be his girlfriend, however, she disappears momentarily. 
but just momentarily she reappears to attack Wally and we find out that she and soon Kid Flash are now under the control of Joystick. Ultimately, this is an issue that makes me hope we will be seeing much more progression instead of revisiting the same tropes of the book over and over and over and over and over, as has been the case for quite a long time in this book. I enjoyed it because of the possibility of forward momentum, and the art, the art did help push that. I can't go too high on just something that I may be creating myself here, a decent average issue possibly setting up something much better. Um, flipping back through it again, I was much more optimistic on my first go-round. Uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10, but I'm going to have to bring this down to a 6.5 as well. Uh, just because I feel like that 7 was me, me putting a whole lot of hope into what this means. And given the history of this book... I, I, I could be wishing for something that's never going to come. So uh, that's that's where I'm going to have to land on that one. Six, five out of ten for Teen Titans 46. How about you, Anthony? Well, one thing I always love about like teen books or the young um, team of books, they're better at, at just showing the, us their personalities than the adult books. Because I feel like for either Avengers or Justice League or any of those books, we don't really get them bonding. We don't get them of like of them being a family. But in this issue, we do see them bonding. We do see that um, we do see both. We see them both fighting as a team. We see them bonding. We even say that hey, you know what? Damien's not a team, but we're still a team. We have we we are there for each other because we are all screwed up kids. Um. I do have an issue because I feel as if last issue, it was a big moment when John came down and nothing got done out of that. Like nothing. We saw him take down some of the bad guys and he just runs a note and then go flies was, off. I felt as if it was a confused. It was a cameo just to make books sell because John is, it was. A, is a popular character, but he did nothing. And I feel like that's, no. I feel like that's crazy. He it's came, a cheap he, move broke the rules in the middle of the legion uh, possibly going to jail in the middle of a war he uh time travels back to earth in this present day and um uh just hangs around and and, and essentially does nothing but beat up mammoth and shiver some c-list villains uh i i'm i'm disappointed with it i hate one i hate one issue just like shows a big thing as a cliffhanger, but nothing comes out of it. Just so it's a wasted. It's for a oh, oh, and nothing happens. It's just annoying. That's what we got from last issue slash this issue. But that besides that, I enjoy amazing artwork. I enjoy the dialogue we see, especially when the um a rooftop and saying how much now, now the team. Um, I will admit when we I to see joystick, I was like. Because I literally feel as if right now we're just rehashing the beginning of this Teen yep. Titans run. We're just seeing all villains come back, which okay, you know what? I mean, it could it could be okay. So I mean, not? I don't have I don't I don't not like Joystick as a villain, but you're right. I mean, he, the, throughout the whole book, I'm like, okay, we could be looking at something change, and we could be looking. This looks like mm. we're gonna start seeing good 
story. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like possible, 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 mm-hmm. possible, possible. Oh, man. Like, at least bring in a new villain. Like, we've, like, we've been seeing the same villains over and over again. Like, this is becoming like Flash well, with Joshua Wilson, where we see the same villains. We see Captain Cole. We see Reverse Flash. We see um, Trickster and God. That's what the four we see. And the total. The five we see throughout his 105-issue run. The same ones. Same ones with this one, too. We see Mammoth. We've seen um, Gizmo before. We've seen Joystick. It's the same thing. So, be- between the um, the fake, the bait switch of a cliffhanger slash this issue as well, and the cliffhanger on this issue, I got this a 8.5 out of 10. Because besides those two things, I enjoyed the, um, I should, I should go with it. AF10 only because I'm actually still mad about the whole John thing. And AF10, I enjoy the artwork. I'm seeing what, loving what we're seeing with the team. They're becoming a family. They're becoming friends, which that's what you love to see most about Definitely. a team was not only how they work inside the unit, but how they are outside of the unit. Yeah. I think um, I think we both like it for the same reasons. And I, I'm just being a mm. whole lot more pessimistic about it than you are thinking, <laughs> you know, this is probably bull- but um, <laughs> oh, before we um go on, um, did you see the post on Twitter where um George um Hermes has? Uh, let's see if I can post this up to you. Um, switch my camera view. No, no. Oh crap! All right, this. Oh, he has this image where it has me give hopes. Oh, there we go. No, let's. All right. Oh, maybe Super Science returning. Definitely what it looks like, but um, okay, is it? Yeah, okay, that is no. Uh, um, like that looks like John, and that looks like Damien, but yeah, that looks like Baby John. Well, it could be well, it could be de-aged John, right? Do you think they're gonna de-age him soon? Uh, or? That, that very well could happen, man. Um, we're seeing a lot of de-aging with other characters, and I do understand that, that Superboy was just recently aged up, but that doesn't mean that that come 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 January, that's not gonna that that's not gonna you know be undone. Fingers crossed. Anything that we can undo that Bendis did is a great thing. Other than the whole Superman oh, identity down. reveal, I want that to remain the way that it is. Um, but uh, makes me wonder if maybe we'll get Elseworlds. Very possible. Focusing maybe on that those would so. be awesome, man. I'm I'm trying to figure out there. It, it, am I seeing? I, uh, oh wait, are we? I think this that's is third what person. I'm thinking is that there might be a third person because yeah. I'm seeing an extra leg there. Because whose legs are these? Sense. Well, we don't. Okay, Kryptonian could have a third leg. Okay, we don't. We. That's not been confirmed that they don't have three legs. Okay, that is true. Um, That could also that that could also the four of them are clearly feet. The 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 if you're counting from the right hand side going to the left, that could be a sleeve. Um, But um, I think I think this is um John's leg. John's leg. Damien. I hope they're not. I think the legs are just crossed. 
I'm thinking it's possible too. But um, regardless, regardless, I am excited to see that. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jorge Jimenez, for sharing that and getting our hopes up. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Man, that was awesome. Can I wait to see what we see from this? Super Sons is so underrated. It really is. Um, great. Over on Not a Robot Kids Corner, they're actually cover- covering volume one of Super Sons written for the young crowd. Um, and they're they're enjoying that. They just got started on that. So if anybody has any kids that like comics or you'd like to get them into comics, we've got a kid that reviews them. Uh, that's over at uh, Not a Robot Kids Corner. And you can get there at campsite.bio forward slash not a robot kid um and of course the ones that are written for us are pretty bad stories too um but i guess that's about it we are now gonna go on to the main event batman number 101 cue the sound effects i don't have price at 3.99 written by james tynan the fourth art by gillen march and tomu mori with letter by clayton cowles the cover done by March and Moore. Okay, so Batman 101 offers us an issue that we can basically consider the beginning of everything that comes next in the Batverse. It's essentially setting up the future of the Bat family and everything to do with them. Uh, the issue essentially focuses on two separate conversations that Batman has with two people. Lucius Fox and Selina Kyle. The latter of the two is a meaningful conversation between two people at a serious crossroads in their lives. Selina and Bruce want to be together, but he can't be the Batman he needs to be with her by his side. So she tells him that she'll wait a year while she straightens her life out. Meanwhile, he's going to learn how to operate without his support system, mostly meaning someone in the Alfred role and unlimited money is not going to be there for him anymore. So he's going to have to relearn how to be Batman. Or at least be Batman in a totally different way. Now, (laughs) the talk between Lucius and Batman offers the reasons for Bruce's motivation for changing the way he operates in all aspects, including moving into Gotham. Uh, He's no longer at Wayne Manor. He's going to go live in a brownstone in the city. Lucius explains to Bruce that he has two options. He can have the money returned, but if he does so, he'll never be able to fund it with Batman again because the government will be so far up his butt and keeping tabs on everything that he's doing. Um, and, and realistically, that is something that would very well be true if, if his money was returned to him after something huge like that. Like if, if Warren Buffett had all of his money stolen like that, and it was returned to him, he would be scrutinized for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, So it's not strange to see that that's being brought to the storyline here in Batman. It's it's real life, and it's gritty, and I like that part. So uh, Lucius also offers him the other option of letting Lucius keep it, while Bruce collects an annual salary and slinks away from the public eye. Um, Hopefully, eventually, having the public forget about Bruce Wayne. Batman leaves Lucius without an answer, 
after Lucius assures him that he would support either decision. On his way out, Batman tells Grifter, whom Lucius has hired as a bodyguard, to tell his boss that he knows what Halo is, but to remember that the city still belongs to Batman. Um, dudes, the appearance of Grifter in the comic was definitely a plus of mine. He he is my favorite character from that corner of the universe. I thought Wildstorm was cool and Grifter was my favorite character out of it. Hands down, Cole Cash is a cool dude. Um, and always, always uh, uh, fun to read. Um, but this, to me... Now, were you shocked that he went with him instead of, like, Batwing? Uh, to... As his bodyguard, no, because no, I'm not because Lucius doesn't know that that his he He doesn't doesn't know that his kid is Batwing. He he has no idea, and uh, Lucius is, regardless of how nice he's being to Bruce here, um, Mm. you know he's he's kind of anti-Batman right now, you know. Um, Yeah. So I wouldn't expect him to want any ties to the Bat family right now so to have grifter brought in uh as a bodyguard i mean it made sense and and uh, grifter doesn't come cheap lucius can afford that so i mean it all fit really well and um i hope i hope that grifter stays around in gotham not just not just for now but i hope he remains a permanent character because i'm telling you he could fit into some stories man well dc has been pushing him the past few years he like he's had few many interests of him um, ongoing. He will be in future state yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. Um, uh, so it was a bonus that Grifter was in here. This issue, I didn't think it needed a bonus. Uh, while there wasn't much action other than that quick sparring session between Batman and Grifter, which did look pretty cool. Uh, which Grifter starts <laughs> and I love this part. <laughs> uh, he starts the fight with Batman just to be able to say that he fought Batman. Um, I thought <laughs> that great. I thought that was awesome, man. Uh, <laughs> the excitement from seeing the future of Batman unfold—it really gets me here, man. Uh, we get to watch a new beginning with an established character that seems to be des- designed to pull from his very roots, very possibly offering us the best kind of Batman stories yet, which um, is exactly what DC promised us. And I gotta say, man, it—I'm. Uh, Again, maybe I'm maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I am really looking forward to the possibility that this is it. Uh, March is an amazing artist, and this issue really showcases his talent. It works well with the story, and I am definitely looking forward to seeing more, man. Um, I gushed all over this thing, and for good reason, I think I gave this a nine five out of ten. This would this, this to me this was as close to being a perfect. Uh, it, it, as perfect as this particular issue could have been. I probably won't be as positive as you. Because um, DC has been hyping um, Christopher for a while now, which him being Batman, they're popping up this issue quite a bit as well. Um, I was a little bit underwhelmed with how things came about with Grifter. I did enjoy a few of the dialogues. But I felt as if they were hyping him up too much. And the expectations did not live up to the hype, unfortunately. Um, that being said, um, do enjoy from what we've been seeing how like 
we are setting up new things, a new status quo per se with the Batman. That's always fun to see. Now I'm going to see how he's going to do it without any money for, for a long time. People are like, oh, Batman, he's going to do this because he has a lot of money. Now I'm going to see what he'll be like without any money. He has to live within the streets. Um, I mean, yeah. Which, he's, again, he's, this is, again, like like it says, Like it says in the comic, um, he's he, if he breaks a car, he's going to have to fix it himself. He can't just print off new Batmobiles anymore. Um, so it's not just going to be a challenge for Batman, but it's going to be a good challenge for the creative teams that write for him. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean... It's it's gonna be hit or miss for Batman, and um, I, I don't see it possibly going any other way. It will either be a flat out home run with the creative teams and editorial control handling that and making sure that things stay on a narrative, or it, we're gonna get more of the same old crap that we've always got with good intentions starting out and then free reign given and. The story's just taken off all over like crazy. And um, if, if that's the case, that will be the end of Batman being DC's biggest books. I think. Unfortunately, not only does the creative team on this book have to like, um, think of new things, but also the Bat family as well. Because many times you see how oh, the whole Batman Bat has bought houses yeah like they bought towers houses um in the rebirth nightwing run we've seen um batman buy um dick like two or three places to live he bought his workplace when he did that like fitness well, stuff he, he, he does help out the back of one thing that hasn't been addressed in the comics batman finances the justice league oh Dun dun dun. Mm. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, and and will people respect him as much if he's not filthy freaking rich, you know? <laughs> and how how long will he be like not without much money? Like, will this only be until future state or post future state? Will we will we still see? Bruce, not with all the money that he has. Like, this is a very dangerous game. I'm wondering how long they're playing this well, game I see, for. I, I, I hope that they play it for a while. But here's the thing. They don't say how much money Bruce is going to be getting, but they do say that he's going to be collecting an annual salary. Now, as an annual salary as a CEO or a CFO or whatever, um, of as big a company as Wayne Tech Industries is, or Wayne Industries, excuse me, um, it, he's still going to collect a pretty decent check, but he he's he's not going to be crazy wealthy anymore. The Wayne fortune, his parents' money, is all gone. Lu, I mean, Lucius isn't mm. going to give it back. Um, I'm curious to what this Halo is. Hmm. Same, like I want to like. It looks like a, a, some kind of, like, of a program. The way that Batman says, "Tell him that I know what Halo is, but remember, but to remember that the city still belongs to me." Um. So it sounds as though Halo has something to do with uh, with protecting the city. Um, or something along those lines. 
definitely some cold, like, I feel as if it's definitely something that we're going to see at least in the next, my guess, two or three issues, what Halo really is. I doubt we'll be going for too long without knowing what exactly he's talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. um, Well, I guess that is... uh, Go ahead. But I think I got to give this issue a... 7.75 out of 10. All right. Well, um, that's the last book, everybody. So now it is time to pick the top three books of the week and our favorite panel slash moment this week. Um, Anthony, are you ready for that? Or do you want me to go ahead? Sure. Uh, so we have my top three books for me will be Aquaman, Mailman, and Teen Titans. Now, my favorite moment slash panel of the week, it really, like, this is the toughest thing I got to choose every week because this, whether it's an awful book, but an awful book can always, always, always have one great moment. A, um, unfortunately, with seven books, there's always at least one great moment. For example, in Melman, we see Alloy. Like, that design was just amazing. It was, and I loved it. <laughs> um, oh, that awesome even Teen Titans, so it just seemed like when I see them bonding at with, with Crush and Roundhouse or Emiko and Wallace, that always puts a smile on my face. And I always love it when I just see them hanging out outside of being superheroes. So it's got to go to one of those. Those are my two favorite moments of the week was seeing Alloy and then seeing the Teen Titans just being teens. Yeah, it was good seeing them written as they naturally should be. And that's part of what I enjoyed that one so much. Um, I guess I guess uh, my top three books of the week uh, is going to be Batman number one, of course, coming in first place. And then um, I'm going to go with... I'm trying to operate from memory here, but it's failing me as usual. And I'm having a tough call because so very many of them were really close. And, um, you know, I want to put, yep, no, I'm going to, okay. So uh, we are going to do Batman 101 in first place, Aquaman 64 in second place, and Metal Man 11 in third. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My favorite panel moment this week was, um, honestly, it was when, it was when Drifter said that to Batman that he just wanted to fight him just to say he could fight him. I, I laughed out loud. I thought that was funny as hell. Um, so that was my favorite moment this week. I wasn't going for emotional. I went for the biggest reaction, my favorite reaction. And that one made me laugh. Man. So that that's where we're at with that. And uh-huh. that's the show, everybody. As always, thank you for listening. And remember, you can feel free to reach out and contact us at any time. We love talking about this stuff with people. You can get our podcast at campsite.bio. Let me try that one again. Campsite.bio, B-I-O, forward slash not a robot. To find us on your favorite podcast platform. And you can also get us at patreon.com forward slash not a robot podcasts for early and additional content. And we have more and more of that coming your way from covering indie comics to uh, dream team creations to uh, just random comic discussions and character deep dives. We're going to be having all kinds of stuff that's up there for you guys. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but that's it for this show. And until next time. Be good to each other. And don't be a robot. Don't know what he got.